Welcome back to another episode of The Rec Center. He's Jack Ferris. I'm Lindsay Joy. And Jack, I can't wait to talk to you about uh, our new favorite show, Murder Durder. Oh, you, you checked out the SNL skit. I did. It uh, They nail it, mm-hmm. but it's also not necessarily an indictment on uh, Mayor of Easttown. Like, I, I think the people involved with Mayor of Easttown should just like laugh. Uh-huh. Because I, I think you've made it if you're being parodied on SNL. Well, that's, yeah, that's what I was going to say is it's almost an honor to be in that spot where, because it's the thing everyone's watching, right? Like it's mm-hmm. a, it's to me, it's SNL saying you're all watching this. This is what, this is like our take on it. So yeah. They parodied Game of Thrones like 14 times throughout <laughs> the decade of Game of Thrones being on. So yeah, no, it's great. What was your favorite or like what was like one of your favorite parts of because I have a very specific um oh, God. thing that I love the most. Can I do you want me to go first while you go think? Go for it. Yeah, I don't know. I just you texted me this morning. So I had seen that it happened, but I hadn't watched it until you texted me this morning and you said to watch it. And the part where it was like, I'm a detective in a ponytail that I'm trying to make you forget that I'm British. Yeah. Because it's exa- like yeah. Mare is in a messy ponytail every every single shot. And there's like one part an hour where I'm like, Kate Winslet's British and she just sounds like she's from Pennsylvania. So good, good for Kate. They must've shot that over the last couple of weeks and just shot the last scene with, um, what's his name? Elon Musk. With Elon Musk, because they, they were in like four different locations. It, it looks so well done. Like it, they were like in a real Creek shooting the, the murder murder deal. And if you haven't seen it, this is going to sound ridiculous, but they, they crush it. Yeah. And making fun of um, what the show is, which is excellent. And it is a very unique accent. Who cares? The Wawa and the Yingling, like just making fun of like, I, <laughs> the New York Times says it's very Pennsylvania, we think. Because it's like, we don't know. You know, obviously, yeah. um, if you're from that area, you know, but it's a very specific area. So like the rest of us are like, yeah, seems authentic. We, we don't know. Um, loved it. And obviously, so... I'm actually interested to see what you think about episode four. Do you want to dive right into episode four of Mare? Yeah, I have good things and bad things. This wasn't my favorite episode, um, but I've definitely got pros and cons. Number one, the pace of this show is so good. There's never, you're not waiting more than like six or seven minutes before something crazy happens, before something piques your attention. Uh, I think it was... I should have written this down. Who is the mother with the missing girl? Katie? Uh, Katie's mom? Oh, geez. Um, Dawn. Dawn. We're like seven minutes in where Dawn's trying to like get her granddaughter to eat vegetables and she gets that menacing call. And it's like, oh my God, what? Katie's alive? Or, you know, that was out of left field. You're never waiting more than than five minutes for some kind of carrot. Five, six, seven minutes for some kind of carrot. That said, they don't rush it. You know what I mean? Like it's not action packed. Like they let things marinate a little bit. Like the guy Pierce walk and talk uh, was excellent stuff. Jean Smart, just when I think she can't get any better for the show, just does something like hides ice cream in the mixed veggies bag in the freezer, which is such a, if you're living with relatives, parents, kids, aunt and uncle, brother, sisters, whatever, maybe even spouses, I don't know. And you want to pull that move. That's a brilliant move. That's what I liked. Do you want to do you want while we're positive? Do you want to stay positive? Uh, no, go, go negative. Okay. 
and I'll I'll bring us back to the happy. The Siobhan storyline mm-hmm. is still very meh. Mm-hmm. I get that like every Shakespearean tragedy has a couple lighthearted characters, like a light storyline, because you, ha- you have to get up to get down emotionally. You know what I mean? What was that little tinker? I, I have a coffee and a water and I, I clinked it. Sorry. I, I was just saying here, here to your Siobhan take. Um, yeah, I understand having like levity in shows because it can't all be just like crap, 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 crap. Cause then you just, it's just, there's nowhere to go emotionally. But I do think there's plenty of levity with Gene Smart. And a, a lot of the side characters, like Evan Peters is really funny, you know, in his own kind of weird, awkward way. So I guess what I'm saying is I hope the Siobhan storyline leads and connects somehow to the murder. Because otherwise, I, I think it's just a waste of waste of time. Evan Peters asking out Mare is a bummer for me. We are going to have very different takes on this. Continue. It's a bummer for me because as I said last episode, her dating, and I understand it's kind of an outlet to humanize her a little bit. And she talks about her dad. Like there's a little expository stuff going on when she's with Guy Pierce. Like she, we see a side of Mare that we don't necessarily see with her family at work, with her friends, et cetera. So that makes a little bit more sense. But to add another thing to her plate like a love triangle right now is excessive <laughs> in my opinion i'm allergic also, i'm allergic to this take sorry continue evan peters is a 34 year old hotshot detective in delco like he probably has his pick of the litter he probably could do just fine he's like a celebrity detective in delco is he 34 in the show yes because he's in the, at the bar, he's celebrating his 15th year uh, reunion. Oh, good math. So I, I'm obsessed with four headlines and like, or sorry, he's, he, he's class of Oh five. So okay. So he's, so he's in our, in our age range. He does not, I don't actually don't know how old he is in real life. He does not look 34 at all. He's a year older than us. He he's looks, an, I, I, I looked it up a couple, couple weeks ago. He's like a year or two older than us. He's got that baby face. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't love that storyline. Let me just double check that because I'm pretty sure he's like 34, 35. He was married to, yeah, he's 34 from St. Louis, Missouri. He was married to Emma Roberts for like seven years. Good thing he got out of that relationship because she is, as far as actresses go, the bottom of the barrel. I did an Emma Roberts Instagram deep dive last night. Emma Roberts sucks. We I'm have sorry. entirely she, she, different takes on Emma Roberts. She objectively sucks as an actress. I'm sure she's a very nice lady. Um, all right, what else do I have here? Oh no, that's it. Couple of things I didn't love. Yeah, the Siobhan storyline and Evan Peters. It's just uh, it feels like a stretch to me that he would ask her out while she's on administrative leave. A B while they're in the middle of potentially a double murder investigation, maybe triple murder. So well. Oh, because you, they don't know that the three different three different cases connected. Because at that sure. point, because that point, homegirl was missing. Correct. Well, so um, we're spo- we're this is spoiler heavy. I don't think oh, we've yeah, actually. No. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I don't think we've actually said anything to other than Evan asked out Mayor. But um, if you haven't watched the episode, don't listen to this for, for sure. sure. Yeah, I we just skip ahead. I put the times in the little description, so skip ahead to whatever is coming up next that I'm sure is enthralling. But so. 
that's actually the one thing I didn't like. Um, and I'll start at the end and then go to the beginning is these two girls are just sitting alive in a basement somewhere. I did you ever watch Big Sky on ABC? I tried no, it. No, I never got into it. It's it the was, same. They were trying to do Twin Peaks again. Yeah, but it's the same story. These two girls are he. It's three girls that he kidnaps, and he. It's a serial killer essentially, and he keeps them hidden. He keeps them in like a truck in a storage facility somewhere. But it's the same thing where it's just like I. I don't need my murder shows to be like realistic, but the idea that he's just been keeping this girl for a year and then is magically you know, goes and picks up this other girl. Cause he decides he needs a second one. Like, I just don't love that twist of it. Um, I guess it's nice for Dawn that her daughter is actually alive. Cause this whole time I was assuming she was dead, but I don't, um, I don't love that twist that Katie has been alive this whole time. Cause it's been a year, right? Since she's been missing yeah, or more. Yeah. So she's right around a, the episode one. The press conference is like, it's been a year since my daughter went missing. Yeah. On so, press conference, so yeah. the other thing is, um, no one else besides me is watching this, but Cruel Summer on it's on Freeform. I've been watching it on Hulu. Is also the same plot. There's a girl, a guy keeps a girl in a basement for a year, um, or a year ish. And so I just, I think I'm just watching a lot of it right now, and I'm I, like a lot of shows doing that same thing, and I just don't find it that interesting. Um, but that's my one negative. I read criticism that this episode was too jam packed, and I you couldn't do too jam-packed for me like I was totally fine with all of the different developments there were a lot of storylines covered and there were a lot of plot developments in this episode I loved them all mostly the Dawn thing's kind of a bummer but I get it I'm with you on the Siobhan um I just you don't think it's connected right that there's no I don't think I, it is I I don't think it is but if there's some reason for it there's still time for it to make sense. You know what I mean? There's still time for them to tie it up. I think I have like maybe the DJ, the college DJ knows something. Maybe the jealous ex-girlfriend has been holding on to information and like, you know, she's, I don't know, a scorned lover and comes out and like tells mayor what Siobhan did. That was like sketchy yeah. a couple weeks ago, the night of the fight, something like that. That's not the vibe I get, but I totally know what you're saying. I just, I don't, I don't have, I don't think that's going to happen. I think Siobhan's just going to be completely random and it's just this, like you said, it's comedic relief. Well, then that's, if that's the case, that's a bummer. I, the one not bummer is that it did give us some funny Gene Smart and Mare interactions. Okay. But if you go back and watch that, the music they play is like, they're going for slapstick, which it is slapstick. And it just feels out of place. Cause Gene, when Gene Smart's in the hallway. When jeans, yeah, that jeans mark getting, yeah. Yeah. And then going I, to the hospital, which is funny, I guess. It, it felt a little forced, which is the first time I felt like they shoehorned something into the show. Um, but again, yeah, like you need, I get, I get that you need that, those moments of, of laughter to make the, the bad parts feel more bad. So speaking of moments of laughter, I thought I took a lot more notes, um, on this episode. I have two notes. One says, I don't know what to say. Oh, wait, it just came to me. That was stupid, which is what Jean Smart says to Mare when she <laughs> admits to them what she did in the beginning. I loved that from Jean Smart when Mare sits her daughter and mom down and she's like, I'm on administrative leave because this. And Jean Smart was like, well, I don't know what to say. <laughs> oh, wait, it just came to me. She was just, she's so, so, so good in this. And I just, I just wrote okay, that so down. 
again, like those moments of levity, that was very funny when Mayor was like to Siobhan, hey, stay here. You're not going anywhere. We're having a family meeting. And she's like, what's that? Yeah. And then she says to Gene Smart, we're having a family meeting. Gene Smart's like, what the hell's a family meeting? Like, that's that's funny. That's all the that's all the funny we need. We yeah. don't need like jealous ex-girlfriends running around smacking grandmas funny. And this show is crazy because I legit laugh. Like I laughed out loud at that Gene Smart line. And then also you see the stuff with like Mare and her son and daughter-in-law, not they were never married, but that in this bathroom when they were stealing her money, like it's the the high highs and low lows of like happy and sad are, they do that so well. Um, so that I love that. And then the other thing I wrote was I need more Evan Peters in my life. Like I don't watch the American Horror Story is in. I haven't seen a lot. I didn't watch WandaVision. Did you watch WandaVision? I don't think. I did a bit. It's just not for me. I'm not a big MCU guy. So I don't. I, mean, I think he was in that. Like, I don't watch a lot of this stuff. I love him in this. And I think they have the chemistry to make it work as like. Oh, God. I do. I really do. I actually would rather her. I want her to ditch Guy Pierce and go on the date with. Because that's like the at the end of the episode when her mom was like the, the writer. And she's like, I don't know yet. Cause she's like, yet. Choosing which is a great it. line, which is a great line. Yeah. I can't wait to see who she chooses. I know it's one of those things where it's like with the office, people get mad that everyone, that it, the show became so much about John Krasinski and Jenna Fisher. Um, that never bothered me. Like I'm one of those people that's just like, I don't know. I'm kind of here for it. And I'm, I'm here for mayor um, and Colin detectives able um i but just mayor's got mayor is dealing with so much shit right now uh, she, you'd think she would be like i'm flattered i can't like the answer is no right now i've got a lot of things i'm like i'm i shouldn't even she shouldn't even be in the car her boss told her on. not to work the case and yeah, here she is like now she's going on a date with a guy mayor was not going to sit on the sidelines for this um the other guy pierce do you think he's involved in any of these crimes. Cause I don't. Um, yeah, it would be interesting. It would be interesting if somehow like his estranged son is involved. If you know, I think we decided that there's no way they're going to introduce a character late. And if they do blame and shame on you, Inglesby, um, <laughs> But if there's some kind of like motivation that they've been hinting at for him to be there and be involved, that they fully flesh out over the next three episodes, then I could see it. Uh, or, you know, like, if, but if he's just there just to like stir up stuff in a small town to get, because he's a frustrated writer and he feels like he needs another book, you know, because they've hinted many, many times that he's disappointed in his life. Sure, but stir up like murder people or stir up like just meet some people and talk like hang out. Like stir up murder people. Like maybe if he saw on the news that Kate has been missing for a year and he saw that this like interesting character and Kate went in, in mayor has been dealing with it and dealing with the town backlash. And the only reason he came to the town was to like check her out and get, you know, material for his next book. I could see that. Okay. I I see what you're saying. I think a lot of people find him suspicious. I, for some reason, just don't. I don't want to say I find him lame. I just find him very run-of-the-mill. He's probably not involved. He's just there to be a love interest and be kind of a different sounding board for her. Like an outsider coming into this as opposed to someone who's actually like there committing crimes. Right.
right. He's definitely our eyes like, as an outsider into the town of Eastwood, right? And into who Mayor is. So when she's sitting down, like I said, with him and having a conversation, it's like she's having a conversation with the audience. We're getting to know her just like Guy Pierce is getting to know her. You know, we're at, he's asking the questions we kind of want to ask. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, I just, I am very um, into the who done it aspect of this. I know you said you don't really care. I care very much. There are. I never said that. When did oh, I say I never care? I've, no, I felt like you said it's like secondary for you. Am I wrong? I don't, I might, I might be misremembering. Oh, I, I care who did it big time. That's going to be a huge revelation, but I guess I, I definitely love hanging out with the characters. I yeah. Will, yeah, for sure. So I, part of I saw the murder dirter um, sketch when I went looking for like theories, I didn't get, go as far as to go on Reddit, but I want to know like what people's theories are and they're not really out there. I didn't, I guess I didn't search hard enough, but there are oh, there's so, theories. Oh, there's, they're out there. Well, for they're sure. For there. sure. Like I said, if I just went to Reddit and put Mary Town, I'm sure there's a million different threads, but I'm like, who do you, I, who do you think did it? I have no good guess at this point if it's not like i don't think it's the deacon um and then the other thing is obviously i think at this point do we think katie and the new girl are connected and aaron was a different situation even though they had the um profiles on the same site or do you think yeah i think i think all three are connected for sure you and maybe 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 aaron was an abduction that just went wrong um an abduction abduction attempt or what maybe internet information that that um, Van Man didn't want her to know. What if uh, Aaron was the deacon and the other two were someone else? Like they're not connected. There's no connection between the two. Then that would be weird. The the yeah, that it was two separate crimes. That would two be, separate. Don't you think? Don't you think that would be odd with three hours with three episodes to go that they're just totally not connected? I don't know. I. Just I don't, the, I don't, I think they're definitely connected. You think all three are hundred percent connected? Yes. I think they're connected. I think each case has something to do with the other. Has if, anyone, you think, you think, wait, you think they're now trying to catch, they're trying to solve two different crimes. Yes. Huh? No, I disagree. I think they're definitely connected. I do think Lori is involved somehow. The I'm husband skeptical of Lori. shot was weird. The husband, like her, them sitting on the, um, on the bed when, when, when her son came in, what's with the, what's with the weird shot of her I son? Want, How old was that? He's like 13, right? I want, I wonder if that's a little bit of a red herring. Cause I was a little too on the nose. All of a sudden her son turns into Bran Stark <laughs> and is like omnipresent and bizarre. So um, the other thing is the lingering shot on the girl on uh, Aaron's friend when Kate, Winslet, sorry, I keep going back and forth between Mary and Kate and Colin and Evan. Um, when Kate Winslet left after she said, where does she keep her journals? And they get in the car. She's the lingering shot of her in the apartment watching them drive away. There's lingering shots on everyone. And you're like, are you, is the director telling us something or what's going on? Yeah. Or it's just, you know, throwing us off the scent, which I would, I could see as well. Well, I'm very much off the scent. It's a good thing I'm not a detective in Pennsylvania. For a number of reasons, honestly. Anything else on Mare? Uh, no, good little, good little, oh my gosh, when Don was uh, fooled by, what's his name? I saw that one coming. Did you? Because they not. were talking, they were talking about it in the house with, yeah. The, with, yeah. I, and his voice sounded like him. I didn't, I didn't what's like it. Ri 
Reggie, what's his name? Oh no. Uh, actually, yeah, maybe that sounds right. I don't know, but I think you're right. I think it might be Reggie, the brother, um, yeah. her friend's brother. It just is like the most heartbreaking thing possible because, like, she had talked about it with her friend. Her friend was there to watch her kid. Like, it was like and now is- she's too now she's too embarrassed to admit what she did. Yeah, and she robbed and she that five grand wasn't hers, obviously. So she is more than likely going to be fired. Two um, two things from the pilot relating to that one when mayor was like we're never going to find her i think she was talking to Lori. it might have been someone else um do we think that's just mayor being like giving up because the odds of finding her are so long or does she like know something when she said they were talking about katie in the first episode and she was like i wouldn't say this to anyone else but the truth is we're never going to find her kind of weird thing for a detective to say especially when the girl is still alive second of all remember how the whole thing started with like that peeping tom in the yard yeah do we think that we should be thinking about that at all? Yeah. I think that 100% will tie in to the end as well. Okay. Also, has yeah. anyone gone back to see if one of our suspects owns a Ford Sprinter van? Uh, I haven't yet, but I'll watch the episode again. I'll probably watch them all again. Um, yeah, that the lady, the old lady in the beginning is hilarious in episode three when she's like, have you checked out? Has uh, She's talking to Gene Smart when they're like collecting tickets for the barbecue. And she's like, has mayor checked out, you know, Johnny Appleseed? He lives across the street and they show him and he's getting his face painted half. (laughs) And she's just like a nosy old woman who thinks her neighbor is like the devil. Speaking of nosy old woman, I loved Evan Peter's mom in this. She was like a great, this was a great Mother's Day episode because the mom's really just shown through for me. I just, she was like such a uh, on the nose, like nosy mom who also was like, I don't think that mayor's very good at detective work. And then she shows up and she's all like nice to her. And mm-hmm. they're yeah. lucky they have you. Yeah. I, yeah. uh, I, I really did love this episode. Um, I've loved them all. Let's be honest at this point, except for the pilot. So let's move on. We went pretty deep on that. I don't know how long we'll, um, we'll jump on less tangents this week than last week. Do you want to talk about sons of Sam? Uh, sure. Yeah. I didn't love this. Uh, classic deal. We've talked about it. You've mentioned it. It's almost like when somebody agrees to do a Netflix deal or a Netflix docuseries, it's like minimum four episodes. I don't know how the math works there, but it sounds like it looks like it's working for them. This could have been two and a half hours. Um, the story of son of Sam, you know, summer 1977, everybody knows it. The 44 caliber killer. I mean, everybody. If you're like a true crime, if you're a mild true crime fan, you know all about it. Um, it's this like recluse dude. You know it's really sad. What? How old was uh, what Merkowitz? Right? What's his name? Sorry, David, I should have written this down. Dave Berkowitz. Berkowitz. With a B. He was like, he was like 24 when they got him. And he I, looks like he, he, it's just so sad that he's like 10 years younger than us. He lived a hard and, life. He's still alive. He, oh, he's very much still alive. Um, anyway, it's about the theory that uh, Berkowitz was one of, you know, four or five or six dudes that would cruise around New York doing these killings. Um, I think it's less about that and more about this one journalist, Maury Terry's descent into madness. Like he devoted his life to it. And he, de- he definitely discovered some things and he got Berkowitz to admit some things, but like for what mm-hmm. at the end of the day? Um, so that part was interesting. So Paul Giamatti doing the narration. I love Paul Giamatti. It was almost distracting. 
because mm-hmm. I couldn't get Paul Giamatti's face out of my head every time he was speaking for Maury Terry. I love Paul Giamatti. I can't wait for Billions to come back. This show actually made me Google when we're getting Billions again because that was they had had to stop filming obviously during Corona, and there is no answer of a release date for the rest of season five. We're mid season five. Um, I agree with you. The Paul Giamatti thing was like, I get it. I guess I don't, is he a quintessential New York guy? Is that, I don't New York city. I, I associate him with billions, but I don't know if that's why they got him. Uh, I don't know. It, it could have been, I don't, I didn't love the choice. It was distracting. It was. I, how did you make it all through all four episodes? I got to with like, four minutes to go and i was like i can't do another minute of this you hold on you made it three episodes and then the final like 45 minutes and you punted with four minutes left yeah yeah that is a commitment to punting yeah i was just so over i would i i was trying to punt with like 20 minutes to go but i just kept holding on and, then and it, I was like if there's going to be some huge revelation they're not going to do it in the last 90 seconds so i was like i'm out of here well the jinx disagrees, but I, I agree with you. I, you, well, the jinx, the jinx was good. <laughs> You're comparing apples with oranges. I wouldn't, no, the jinx is good. I'm impressed. No, I'm impressed. You made it that far. I only made it two and a half episodes. I couldn't do it anymore. So you made it further than me. You, uh, um, yeah, at, the, at the end of the day, look, the, the bar is very high for true crime docuseries. You either have to definitively point to a new suspect or like, I, I think that's it. <laughs> you have to you have to definitively prove something. I mean, obviously, we always point to the jinx as the ultimate example, or you know, you have to you have to finish the story. Like, or, not a, you know, there has to be a satisfactory ending to it, not can, just like what do you think. You can also reveal a crime or introduce a crime that people don't know a lot about. That was the thing about making a murderer was right, it was this really interesting story. crime yeah. in Wisconsin, yeah. right? It was Wisconsin. Um, yeah, that, there's a million of those. Yeah, and that's that's a good alleyway to go down too. Like, don't F with cats. Like, you didn't know about these crimes. Right. Whereas, like, we know about Son of Sam. You said you know all about it. Like, I knew the very basics. He... Was shooting people. He wrote letters to I knew the New York Post or whoever it was. He was shooting, he was shooting women because he hated women because he was like an yeah. incel and yeah. I didn't know the cult stuff, but so so you said like you have to point to a new suspect. This guy thinks he did. This Maurice Harry and the director um, several the suspects. Yeah. yeah, he thinks, thinks it was a group that would get together in Yonkers and then cruise down into New York and like stalk and kill women. But nothing was ever the only thing is, I mean, he, this dude was obviously in a cult, right? Sure. Great. The, the sketches didn't match. They didn't think it matched him, but sketches are, are genuinely unreliable. It's not enough to say the sketches didn't match. It has to be somebody else. It, yeah. Those sketches could have been David Berkowitz. They really there, was, could have. there was right. You're right. There was more that there was more dots. He connected. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I don't fault the police for closing the case because Berkowitz was like, yep, I did it all. And they wanted so bad to close the case. They're like, sweet, we got it. And for then sure. 44, I mean, women stopped disappearing. So whoever was the accomplices of Berkowitz was smart enough to be like, hey, we got to get out of jail free card. We're going to cool it here. So that's the thing is they always say serial killers don't stop killing. They die or they're caught, which is the Golden State Killer is interesting. And that actually... If you talk about 
a documentary like this, where it's like someone's a reporter's life um, was like consumed by the crime. The um, I'll be gone in the dark is a much better example of how to do this. Well, the golden state killer did actually stop killing for 30 years before he was caught, which doesn't like it's insane. And I still would love to know why, like we still don't know why. Um, but yeah, so there was a point, the end of the first episode, the narration says, was it over or was this, you know, terror just beginning, but it was over that he stopped killing. No one got killed after that. So what are yeah. they saying? How, how is it just beginning? Like it doesn't make well, any at least, sense. Yeah. At least I think what he was suggesting was, you know, crime didn't exactly stop in New York in the late seventies and early eighties. So maybe they just stopped using a 44 caliber gun and stopped targeting, you know, single women cruising around, but no, you're right. I, I think it's it's leading the audience to believe how could the NYPD shut it down? Like my word. Whereas like I don't think the NYPD is default at all. They, no. Like the dude admitted. Dude said, Yep, it was me. I did all of them. They were like, cool, sweet. And then the one that they were really trying to say he didn't do was the one he yelled about in court. And he was like, you know, I would I would kill her again or whatever. And that was the one the documentary was like, oh, there was this woman was walking her dog and she saw him here. And then five blocks away is when it happened. It's like, how did that woman, did she have an iPhone in 1977 and looked at it and was like, oh, it's 1048. Like, how did she know the exact second that she saw him? I still never grasped that. So that, that was my frustration with it is you're trying to point me to new suspects, but everything is circumstantial. I, again, was with you where I was understood where the NYPD was coming from. And I just didn't need four hours of this crime was totally committed. There's also no evidence that like two people were driving around in a car or were they just taking turns going out into the night? Like they didn't really explain how the killings would actually be happening if it was a group of people, you know? Yeah, I think it was like a group of four in a car and they would like just stalk and hunt and that that actually makes sense as to how he was able to get away so quickly with a getaway driver. Um, but yeah, no, I'd skip it. It's meh. Yeah. Meh best. Big uh big skip it for me. I there are so many other this made me think of our Netflix draft that we did where like there's just so many other options that people probably have seen a lot, but maybe not all of them, and and just take take the time to watch those. Okay. What is your um next rec? Um I'll go Handmaid's Tale. We're in season four. Season seasons one and two of Handmaid's Tale is probably top five of my all-time scripted series. It is, it's so good. It, it works on so many different levels. Now that we're well past the uh the source material and June is still running wild and free in Gilead and like just, just causing a ruckus everywhere she is. It's it's the series is never totally believable. It's beyond unbelievable now, but it's still fun. It's still thrilling. You still it's she gets caught and then escapes pretty much every episode now. And they kill people in Gilead for like looking at people differently. June engineered a flight that took like 45 kids out of Gilead into Canada. Like she would be strung up and killed for that easy. Not to mention the 14 other times she like stuck it to Gilead and was part of like a mass killing of, of the bad soldiers. That said, if you suspend disbelief a little bit, it's still fun as hell. And it's so violent. 
and the 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 bat the evil the villains in Handmaid's Tale are so evil. It's fun. It's cartoonish, but it's fun. I have some personal news. You've never seen it. I've still never seen it. You had an episode on when we lived together once, and I watched an episode. And I was like, oh yeah, I think I would like this. I it makes no sense that I've never seen it. The show is a hundred percent for me. I have no excuse, but I'm gonna start watching it this week because I have it's so fun. Yeah, but guess what? Spoiler alert. Four years in, she's still in Gilead. She's still causing trouble. Well, that's all right. I shouldn't punt after any seasons. I should keep going. It's it's fun as hell. Okay. And talk the um, this. I'm jealous of you because the season finale cliffhangers are so good. And I can They're just go to so the next one. cliffhanging. You just go right on to the next. I. But it's always like it's always like kind of like like in the MCU, no one ever really dies. They find a way to get the person back, you know, like Spider-Man, etc. It's kind of that way with Handmaid's Tale. Like every season finale, you're like, oh, she's screwed now for sure. Like she's definitely dead. And the first season, they had a device where she was pregnant, so they couldn't kill her, which was really useful. You know what I mean? So they, she's pregnant, can't kill her. But she hasn't been pregnant in a while. So I don't know how she's still alive. I kind of miss... I miss Great. old network shows where there would be those like crazy cliffhangers. I, I know they did this. Didn't they kill Jon Snow one year in uh, Game of Thrones? Like they killed him at the end of a season and then magically he was like arisen by the next season. Yeah, they had firmly established that a character who was like not far from from um, where Jon Snow was could bring people back to life. So no one really thought he was dead for sure. But it was still shocking. I just remember like alias season one, Michael Vartan was like drowning and the second season picks up five months later and you're like, how he's dead. Like he's a main character. That's so sad. And then he was like, yeah, I just, I I was in high school swimming and I just swam and I swam and I swam and I, here I am now, like I'm alive. And it was just like, what? But anyway, yeah, you spend spend the whole summer thinking someone's dead. Yeah. When you do that too much, it, it ruins the stakes. And then it's just not that stressful anymore when you're like, oh, when you just know she's going to get out of it. Yeah, but um, still works. There's still some crazy deaths and horrible, horrible, violent things going on. I'm excited to go on this journey. I was going to start it last week and then I I needed a plane show, which I'll um, touch on later. And I was like, maybe I could download some handmaids. But then I was like, I feel like that's kind of dark for a six hour flight. I don't want to put myself in a weird place. Um, And so I was like, I'll watch it when I get when I get back. What'd you watch instead? That's going to be my third. Mm. Well, I'll just switch it. It wasn't a show. So I watched the circle finale. Sorry. I will stop talking about that show, but season two was phenomenal. I watched younger, which is a show I recommended last week. I watched a couple episodes because those are, I need like happy shows. Okay. Moving on. You lost me. Moving on. What's your second rack? So my negative, (laughs) have you ever watched downhill with Will Ferrell? Sons of Sam was also a negative. Well, I was going to go positive sandwich. I was going to go negative, positive, negative. But you asked me what I watched on the plane, which was downhill, which is oh, yeah, downhill so sucks. now I'm going to go negative, negative, positive. Have you seen downhill it? Downhill sucks. Yeah. I had heard it was bad. It has a 38% on Rotten Tomatoes and it has a 14% audience score. Like it's really hard to be that bad and to be that bad for a Will Ferrell, Julie Louis Dreyfus yeah. show. It is real bad. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's not even original. It's an adaption of a French movie, but which apparently is like great. That's what's crazy is people seem to like that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a. It's an interesting premise, 
but it's just they don't really decide if they want to go fully dark and fully like introspective or if they want to be funny they they like straddle the line but they didn't straddle it well which the um reviews of the initial movie from 2014 which again was a foreign language film the reviews there said they toe the line perfectly of comedy versus dark comedy versus drama and this movie has absolutely no idea if it's funny or dramatic like there's some scenes with um when she's like retelling the story to their friends and she's like i held my children and thought we were gonna die and you know he ran away um there's um like anxiety causing but not in a good way like it makes you uncomfortable but not in a funny i just ugh, it, it's bad and do you think like will ferrell just wanted a vacation in a pretty place like how did they get the two of them involved in this look i mean like you said i think on paper it was a really good idea they were adapting a really successful french movie um it had julia louis dreyfus in it um he is highly lauded for his dramatic turns in stranger than fiction and what's the other one everything must go have you ever seen that everything must go Mm -mm. where he's divorced Mm -mm. it's really good it's really sad but I think it I think it was attractive to him because he's not playing some slapstick, you know, Will Ferrell character. He's not playing Jackie Moon. And he's getting to work alongside Julia Louis, Elaine, yeah. you know? So but yeah, sometimes it just doesn't work. Sometimes you get all the ingredients and it just falls flat. The other ingredient was uh Jesse Armstrong from Succession, uh, who Jesse Armstrong who created Succession was also I believe I believe one of the writers. Sorry, I'm like knocking things today. I'm real clumsy. Um, was one of the writers. So there are all these amazing things there, and then it just completely fell flat. And I, like I said, I had heard it was bad, so it's really my fault for even doing this. But it was I don't know. It was 90 minutes on a plane. Um, I had to entertain myself somehow, and I didn't want to read. Do not watch Downhill though. Um. Okay. What's your next one? Uh, I watched Greenland. The new the the uh, Gerard Butler disaster movie on HBO Max because it was the big premiere on Saturday. It got really good reviews, which I was shocked by. Good um, critic and audience, the rare double whammy. And by good, I mean like I think they're in the sixties, just much better than I thought a Gerard Butler apocalyptic movie would be. I hated it; that it was dumb. It's one of those things where it's against all odds and you just know it's like, oh, the family's going to make it, I'm sure. And guess what? The family makes it. But boy, oh boy, do they cut it close. Boy, oh boy. What does it have to do with Greenland? That's literally all I'm going to say about it. I didn't like it. Greenland. Because it is, you could just, you know exactly what's going to happen as soon as you turn on the TV. I actually didn't know. Like, what has Gerard Butler been up to since he did that one Catherine Heigl rom-com? Like, what? Uh... Ever heard of Den of Thieves, pal? Hmm. Den of Thieves is badass. How recent is that? Like four years ago. Okay. Den of Thieves is fun. It's like heat, but for our generation. Around PS I Love You, and I'm sure he he had some action movie. Was it? 300? Yeah, but it was, I think it was. Um, the movie that literally made him famous. Did he have anything after 300 that was action-y? I mean, White House Down. Oh, uh, Law Abiding Citizen with Jamie mm-hmm. Foxx was a big one for him. Maybe I'm like thinking of the combination of those, but I feel like he was kind of like the hot new thing. And then he kind of just went away. Wait, is he in White House Town? That might be Channing. I may be making that up. Isn't it Channing Tatum or he's in, he's in one of those movies. Channing Tatum. It is anyway. Channing Tatum. Is it? 
Olympus has fallen. Maybe I'm thinking Olympus has fallen. Yeah, I just feel anyway. like Gerard Butler again. Like he was doing rom coms, he was doing action. He can do it all. He was never that like hot, but anyway. Um, okay, my so that was your third, right? My last one. I'm gonna read a description because I watched this show a long time ago, but I just discovered that it's on HBO Max, and I want other people to watch it. Have you ever seen The Honorable Woman? I have not. Okay, it's with Maggie Gyllenhaal. Negative. The sister that Taylor Swift left her scarf at her house. Okay, so <laughs> it's some of a song that most people will know, but you don't. Um, the Honorable Woman was on Sundance TV, and it was I think it's 2014 or 2015, and it was just one of those shows that was so so good, and probably won awards. I don't know, but very hard to watch because who has Sundance and who knows how to find Sundance on their TV? It is now on HBO Max. Um, shout out to them for buying this show and for finding it, putting it, uh, making it available. Um, I'm going to read the description because I don't remember it well enough to describe it six years later. Powerful businesswoman Nessa Stein is haunted by troubling events from her past. After inheriting her father's company, she changes its purpose from supplying arms to laying data cables between Israel and the West Bank in an attempt to help stem the conflict between Israelis and Palestinians that haunts her as much as it does countless lives and political agendas in the region. When a Palestinian businessman with close ties to her family's empire is killed, Nessa is thrown into the middle of a political cat and mouse game. I don't know if I made it sound interesting, but I promise this, this show is really, really, really good. It's like nine hours, so it's kind of a commitment, but it is like a classic HBO prestige TV drama, and you should definitely watch it. Sorry that I made it sound boring by reading the description, but I just wasn't. Yeah, not what did able you think to... that was going to do? I don't, <laughs> if anything, you made the case worse for it. Because the only other thing I could do is just say it's a really good show. And it's like, again, it's a prestige drama. And I wanted to tell you a little more what it was about. I mean, she's in the Middle East, she's a wealthy businesswoman, and she does some stuff. And that was like all I could give you. And so I wanted to give you more. Did I make it sound bad? You didn't make it sound appetizing. I'll tell you that. It is. Just give it a Google. If you don't believe me, give it a Google and just click around and see what you think. Maggie G. Maggie G. She's great. I don't know what she's been up to. Speaking of, um, she was like in the Batman movies and then she got replaced by someone. I don't remember. Listen, man, it's tough out there for actresses, especially. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe she just like chose to go away. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird, a weird content week. We had a short week because we did a Wednesday recording last week to Monday, and my plane shows were not. Um, Are you don't? Why do you feel the need to apologize? I feel like we did. We gave the people what they needed. We did. You're, you're I, being apologetic right now, and I don't, I don't, I don't endorse that. I'm apologizing because I try to come here with positive content, and I, I really didn't like Sons of Sam. I, I think really we need more negative. Downhill. I think we need. Listen, we got our our responsibility to the people is to sift through the BS. <laughs> and sometimes you you got you shovel up some some S A S H I T. I'm not swearing because I already swore. What did you swear? What did you say? I said shit earlier. Oh, I don't remember. Like the first 15 minutes of the show. No. Oh. Um. Yeah. Look, sometimes there it's not all sunshine and rainbows out there. There's some really really bad content, and you're welcome. S- Sons of Sam felt like i'm watching this show so other people don't have to like i'm watching this show that's, that's what this show is though that's what they I we're know. laying on the we're laying on the minds for the people for sure and I, that definitely felt like laying on a mind i want to give people happy wrecks though i want to i want to 
give people good stuff to watch. And I don't really feel like I did that, but I swear the honorable woman is good. Just give it a Google. Uh, I'm going to go throw on some handmaids, y'all. You have a good week. Goodbye. Okay,